We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Heapy Podcast. I'm your host, John Carlo Navas. And with me today, on the eve of the 75th NBA season, we have our two gay coach, Street B co-founder, Frankie G. What's up, Frankie? What's going on, G? You ready for uh, Raptors basketball? I was born ready, baby. I was born ready. Uh, Frankie, listen, we're basketball is about to start again. You know, I we didn't have much of a chance to miss it last time the season ended because I mean that was a quick turnaround. It, it kind of feels good that like man, they're gonna play like real basketball games again. I man, it's so exciting. The most exciting part for me is that we know we're not having a fully uh, bullshit season like last season was with no rest with uh absolute bullshit covid rules you know we have a fully vaxxed team and we're ready to go i'm so rude i'm so pumped i mean that celtic game that felt like basketball dude that felt like a real basketball game that did not feel like a preseason game like they felt like they were actually playing regular season basketball it felt good i'm excited there's so much to look forward to um frankie let's start with that game because i know we did a hangover time but let's look at it how did you feel about this is like super hacky, but like I thought that was as close as we'll get to what Spoh's rotation is going to be to start the season. Is it something that you liked? I thought a couple of things were interesting, um, and we can kind of piggyback off that. I, I like that, you know, Kyle was the first one out of the lineup, and then it was Jimmy Bam, and then Bam went out, and then it was Deadman Jimmy and the bench mob, you know, with Tyler and Duncan and all that. So I kind of like that. I kind of wanted to pick your brain on your thoughts. Um, I was surprised we saw so little of Gabe. I thought Gabe would get a lot bigger role um handling a lot more of the backup one minutes but i I think we're gonna see like i thought this would be something we'd see more of the playoffs is the kyle and jimmy handling the one duties uh for 48 minutes you know mixing in some tyler and mixing in some bam uh running some actions there um but i i like it man i think that's going to be the best way to utilize this this team uh jimmy's very much a point forward and can handle that we saw him uh plenty of times yeah, i think it was, he was averaged a career high or as close to a career high in assists last season and we know he's got great vision we know he commands so much attention to the defense he's a great passer kyle obviously is one too and we've seen tyler improve a lot too um we've seen him make, make those a lot more of those uh weak side passes when the defense is bending and he's now he's commanding more attention he's forcing help and now I, I like to see that we i don't think he'll shoot 75 percent from the field in the regular season but uh we we saw a lot of confidence and a lot of good things from tyler and i'm excited for the season i love chat chat's already making fun of my max Drews take a couple of hangover times ago max Drews is better at basketball then Johnny is that running a podcast? Listen, you're not you're not wrong. I mean, he's in the top one percent of the top one percent of people that play basketball, and I'm some hack on Twitch right now. So uh, <laughs> shout out to Johnny can't spell whoever that is. Uh, that, 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 that's funny. That's Moose. That's yeah. That's, I mean, <laughs> so you know, before we we can get into some of the max stuff in a, in a second, but yeah, I mean, I I love Jimmy Benchmob. I think it makes sense. I think 
you know, you want to give Kyle as much time with Bam as possible. Mm -hmm. I just think they mesh so well together. And I think, you know, we saw last year the numbers, and we've talked about a ton on, on Hangover Time and on, on MHB, like the 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 Deadman-Jimmy combo, they were plus nearly 20 points per 100 possessions last season. Um, there's like, there's so much that makes sense about how they divided those lineups that, you know, glad that Spo kind of goes to that early. Um, Frankie, the interesting thing about their lineups is if, so they, they played a lot of Duncan Tyler in the preseason and mm -hmm. it's looked good, right? Like, and I think we've been really critical of that. How do you, how do you like, would you, how do you feel about them going three guards, Jimmy Bam? Cause I feel like if, if Tyler, those Tyler Duncan lineups survive, I kind of think that that becomes a little more viable. Um, it depends on Jimmy, man, and Bam. Both of them, really, because we we've seen Bam struggle without a true power forward, somebody who can play up to that that positioning. And and you know we know Jimmy can help really well at the nail, and he's he's a good rebounder for his position. He he's a, he plays bigger than his size as well. But to play the four, uh, like for for a good stretch, that that we haven't really seen that from Jimmy. Um throughout like his heat tenure so like I, i'd be curious about it um see, you know i'm i'm someone who wants to see it you know i have my beliefs uh and my opinions first but i'll try anything just to see because i've been wrong plenty of times before <laughs> and i'll be wrong plenty of times in the future yeah i mean the the duncan duncan tyler lineups you know just historically look like crap yeah right so you know but that's also because we're we're the the third guy in that lineup is usually Goron, and he is another guy who couldn't defend. But Duncan's gotten a lot better defensively, and we've seen Tyler be active in the preseason defensively as well. I just wish he would stop trying to block people and start taking charges and stuff. So last season, you know, for a little context, Duncan plus Tyler, they're they're minus, not as bad as I thought. You know, minus point three five. Okay, you know, that's not terrible. That's not right? Bad. You know, Duncan without Tyler plus 3.2, right? 115 offensive rating. Uh, really, really good. Duncan's obviously great. Tyler Same without more. Duncan, minus five. Now, I think oh, wow. that, I feel like that some of that is is the COVID lineups that they had to put out. Yeah. I think that that's a little bit unfair to Tyler. But, oh yeah, yeah, because Duncan didn't miss time either, but still, that Tyler had a lot of minutes without uh, Duncan as well. Yeah, and, and a, lot of, a lot of those Tyler gave... You know, oh, God. Uh, so the year before that, 2019, 2020, them together, Tyler Duncan minus five, uh, Duncan, no Tyler plus 11.6 net rating Tyler without Duncan 0.18. So I think the trend has been, you know, Duncan without Tyler, they're always good. Tyler without Duncan, that's, that's a struggle. And them together is a mixed bag. So if I'm, if I'm a heat fan, I'm looking this season, how that plays out. Um, like how, how do they look together and, and we can do some touch points on like what we should look at. I want to get to something that people in chat are saying. Um, good game. Mariah says, am I crazy for wanting your seven over uncle Deadman? I think people are a little down <laughs> on Dwayne after this preseason. Uncle demon. She says uh, uncle demon. Oh, uncle demon. <laughs> um, you know, uh, so other people are like, you know, start your as backup for, I'm a little more into that than, than just straight up your seven over Deadman. Just because I, I do think that they'll give it some run, right? I mean, it makes sense. You put a spacer next to Jimmy and, and a roller, you know. Yeah, like I, I want to see more of Yurt with the starters and stuff and like with the better players. I feel like he hasn't gotten a, a much of a chance and to play with like the, the better shot creators and stuff. And like, I don't, I want to see it. But I mean, they're also very much seeing this in practice. So there's got to be something that he's not ready for. And like, you know, Deadman struggled in the preseason, but... Uh, this is his first real like off season training camp in a while. And I'm sure he's just got to get used to it. And, uh, you know, he's a professional. I, I trust him. He he came back and he likes being here. I'm I trust him, but I am curious about your, I, I'm not as high as like a lot of people are and, and hopeful, but, um, but I like his rebounding. I like his touch around the rim and, and he's got potential with the jumper. So you got to see what you got there. So a little interesting wrinkle to what's about to happen on Thursday when they play the Bucks to open their season is so Deadman and a couple other players missed time today uh, practice because they had cold like symptoms. Now I want everybody to remember that, 
you know, in the NBA, if, if you have COVID symptoms or if you test positive and if you're in the health and safety protocols, you have to tell the league. You just can't hide these things, right? Like there, there are rules right now. So, you know, teams, you know, just so that if, when people say, oh, cold-like symptoms, like that's, you know, if they, you know, if these dudes had symptoms and they did a PCR test for COVID, those tests, especially when you have symptoms, are really accurate. You know, they're less accurate sometimes. I mean, it's still always like in the 90th percentile, but, you know, once you have symptoms and you test negative, you know, your chances are you're negative. So, you know, I don't want fans to start worrying, but if Deadman doesn't go on Thursday, you know, that could be a yurt seven backup five kind of time, you know, for him. So some minutes there, um, surprise, Frankie, that they cut Potter. I thought Potter gave him, I mean, he's going to for sure be on their G league team, but I thought he gave him really good minutes. I actually kind of surprised me. Uh, I think they probably just want to give him more reps in the G League. And that's like he's I, I like his potential, too. And he's definitely somebody I want to keep an eye on in the G League season. But um, I I definitely see why they did it. They're going to keep the 14 guys who are ready uh, and ready to contribute. This is a vet win team now, besides the likes of Udonis and KZ. Uh, everybody else is somebody who's going to configure into this season and, and have to play a role. I think out of all the dudes, I think he, impre- I mean, it's funny because I made like tons of fun of him uh, on, on Twitter and stuff, but you know, he, he really impressed me. And I think as a guy who shoots the ball, just a rebounding machine. And I think as a backup center, if you are a rebounding machine and if you could shoot the ball, especially offensive rebounding, you can't ask for much more. You know what I mean? Big Troy Murphy at energy right here. Dude. No. <laughs> <laughs> TVT dude with the Troy Murphy, Mike Bibby arms race. 2011. Oh uh, good game. Mariah asked how long until they pull the plug on the KG project. I I mean, it feels like they kind of already did. I mean, I, I think when we were going into last season, Frankie conversations are, can KZ sneak into the starting lineup? <laughs> and now we're like, he's not sniffing the rotation. Yeah. Unless something bad happens. Yeah. I mean, He's got like he's got to show something. He hasn't shown anything this uh, summer league, this uh, preseason. I at this point, I would if it wasn't for COVID, he would be in the sky with the Sky Force right now. You think? I hundred percent believe so. He's he he needs some work, and like I, I, I'm actually curious if like they do send him down at some point because a guy like Josh looked unplayable, and then when when Jay Rich went there and came back, he was a totally different player. Right, he's never been that good again. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> chat also says that your mic looks like a battering ram. Hey, listen, that's a good mic. That's a shore. Hey, this is uh, an expensive ass mic. I won't. Like you and I, I we're had rocking to, the shores. I had to wait for the uh, the last uh, what's it, the last stimulus check to get this one. Let's go. <laughs> you me you me and brass uh, rocking the shore mics. Uh, Brian with the I was I was a former road micer. Now I'm I'm rocking the shore. So great mics. I'm trying a different look, chat. If you don't like it this far, no, out, I like it. Sure. No, no, I, I actually really like it. it. It it makes it rustic. Okay, cool. I'm leaving it like that then. I recommend it. By the way, a lot of times people ask me like on Twitter or whatever, like mic recommendations. You know, if you have the money, like the one I'm using, the SM, the Shure SM Seven, I recommend that. Frankie, yeah. the mic that Frankie has. If you go with the Shure, you can be sure uh, that it's going to be a really good good product. Non-sponsored hashtag. Non-sponsored hashtag non-sponsored, but you know, just giving a tidbit. You know, if you want to. People, people, people always ask me, so it's, it's kind of throwing a freebie out there. Um, chat says, congrats. We are appreciative of the quality. Both, <laughs> well, We do it for you guys. This, this is all bought with <laughs> your uh, Twitch subs and your Patreon money and all your, your listens and clicks. Uh, you know, We bought new mics for some of the staff and new cameras. I know, oh, Frankie, yeah. you're trying to get yours to work. I know you have some, some stuff. But like, you know, literally, it's you guys' support that allows us to be better. Every cent that you guys give us it goes back into what we do you know i got the new mic i got the new lights you know (laughs) siobhan got a new mic so like everything that you give you know we we put back into what we do to give you guys the best quality speaking of we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Frankie, we have a little something. We have a little something coming up. So I, I oh, tease this on Hangover Time. So we have these custom, we have these custom jerseys uh, done by Casey Bannerman, who who does our um, who does our Twitch emotes. So if you like our Twitch emotes, it's the same artist. And uh, we're dropping these real, real soon. You're gonna love it. Uh, they're great quality. They're like legitimately authentic NBA jersey quality. Like the stitching is. I mean, you can't see it now, but like the stitching's unreal. Um, I'll, I'll post closer pictures so you can see like the, the, it, they're amazing. Casey's incredible. You can see his other work on his, on his Instagram account. Um, he did a Fred Van Vliet one, a Kobe Bryant one. He's, he's done a Dwayne Wade one. Uh, they're, they're really great. So what, one of those names doesn't belong. One of those, <laughs> you know, just the all time greats, you know, Dwayne Wade, Bam Adebayo, Kobe Bryant, Fred Van Vliet. What? Uh, <laughs> Uh, he's out of Toronto, so you know we gotta we gotta give love to uh, to the people that contribute to what we do here. So I just wanted to plug that. Make sure if listen, if you want a jersey, listen, you saw that. Make sure that you listen. This is not this. We're gonna they're gonna be reasonably priced. We've talked about this. You're gonna like them. Uh, so just hold off on a jersey. We're we're dropping these real soon. Told people on Twitter that one. So just hold on a little bit. You know this is exciting. If you're a if you're a podcast listener, uh, you know check our Twitter feed. We'll we'll tweet some pictures out. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, so we, we got that going. Um, Frankie, Jimmy played his first game, and I, I thought of um, – I saw a tweet that his, uh, that his agent, Bernie Lee, tweeted out, and it, it was it – was, uh, oh, Can you pull that up? Can you pull that up? I'm gonna, I'll pull it up, but it, it, was, it was basically Jimmy's agent telling him, Jimmy, you know, these, these rule changes, you know, they're really going to affect, you know, your game. You know, you're a guy who, who like, really is going to the free throw line a ton. You know, like, it, it's tough. And Jimmy kept telling his agent to just shut, just shut up, dude. I, I got this. And you know, Jimmy, Frankie, you know, like we've seen Jimmy being like, motherfucker, I got, I got this. Don't doubt me. Don't, don't doubt this man. I'm pulling up the tweet right now. I just thought it was so funny. You got to quote him. It was a, it was a fantastic tweet. There we go. I spent all summer telling JB about the rule changes and how I thought they would affect him. Dot, dot, dot. He's told me to shut up every time. Parentheticals. When he leave, I start talking again. And parenthetical, <laughs> first game of regular minutes, he shoots eleven free throws and a half. Talent is an amazing thing, and it sure fucking is. I think mean, Jimmy's dude, Frankie. Jimmy's Jimmy's the baddest motherfucker in this league, dude. When he leave, I'll be talking. I'll be talking again. Oh man, that was a great tweet. Uh, yeah, man, I was very happy to see Jimmy and. Um, he his game doesn't really like ref, like his the way he gets free throws doesn't really reflect to the uh, rule changes. He gets it like getting inside, you know, being crafty, using his body, using his arms well. Um, he doesn't really do the put him in jail and stop and and get hit them. That's like, Kyle. Yeah, that's Kyle. That's Chris Paul. That's James Harden. That's the guards that mostly do that stuff. Old, um, older Dwayne Wade. <laughs> older Dwayne Wade, exactly. Like uh, that's a veteran move. That's a crafty vet move. That's crafty. I was I was screaming at Tyler to do, to learn that, and and now it's too late. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you had your chance. Yeah, you had your chance, Tyler. But um, it's something like Jimmy. Jimmy's just gonna be. A, he's just the ultimate grifter when it comes to free throws. He's just gonna get his free throws. Doesn't matter how. Doesn't matter what you say. What the rules are. He's gonna find a way. Frankie, he's like, and I've I I feel like it's a little unfair to like constantly compare him to Kawhi because obviously, like, you know, Kawhi Jimmy's is better. like in the conversation for like, you know, best player in the league, like every year that he's healthy. So, you know, I, I don't want to be like Homer fan, but I think Jimmy's a lot like Kawhi in a lot of ways. And I think the, and I've talked about kind of how he is defensively, but I think the, the, the pain that he inflicts, cause like players have talked about it. Like Kawhi is a bruiser, dude. When Kawhi puts his shoulder into you, you go flying, you're bruised. And I feel like Jimmy's, I know that Jimmy takes a beating, Right, because he's like physical, going downhill, really hard, aggressive. But I mean, he's a pain inflictor too. Like he's looking for contact. He's going full speed at dudes, and I think that his 
Frankie, his change of pace is maybe one of his most underrated skills because he'll go like from like re- like he kind of moves like molasses sometimes, <laughs> and then he'll go so quick head first to the rim, and he's getting dudes in the chest, getting contact, finishing. He's fucking unreal, man. He's unreal. It's like like Dwayne used to go zero to thirty to sixty, and that was his change of space. But J- Jimmy goes zero to fifteen to t- to thirty. <laughs> like that, he maxes out at like thirty. He's not very. He's not super athletic, but what he's really athletic is he's so strong. He's so he's got great balance, and uh, his core is is incredible. He's he's uh, he and and he uses his body so well. Uh, being crafty, using his lower body, using his hips, using his butt, and uh, putting guys, putting smaller guys on his ass, and and backing him down, and all the tools, baby, looks. all the tools. He's got all the tools, man. You could tell he had to play big man as a as a kid. All the tools, man. He's dude. I love that dude. He's incredible, I, Frankie. I was thinking like, I I and like I, I wanted to save this for the pod. Is it is it crazy for me to say this? I think I may start be. I may be liking Jimmy like. And I, again, two legends, two absolute. Don't you fucking do it. What do you think I'm going to do? Don't you fucking do it. What do you think I'm going to say? Are you saying more than Dwayne? No, dude. Oh, okay. More than, gonna... more, more than, more than Bosch. Whoa. I know, but, but like Jimmy. <sighs> I can dude, see it. I, I don't know. There's just something about Jimmy that he's just so fucking cool. He's kind of mysterious. I'll, I'll never forget the Rohan Nakardi piece last season. The most interesting man in the league. Right. And Jimmy's just like an interesting dude. He's he's kind of weird. He's a fucking badass. He's tough as all hell. He has this bravado and this confidence about him that do you remember the, the game? What was it? Game three in the finals. And Jimmy's rocking back and forth doing the interview. And he's like, no, we got this. We got this. Yeah. <laughs> chat's mad at me. Yeah. Fez Butter says this freaking guy. I love I didn't say I love CB. CB's a heat lifer. I love Chris Bosch. But I'm just saying I'm. I'm starting to warm up to the idea because Jimmy's Jimmy's fucking. I, th- cool, I think this is your inner Raptor fandom coming yeah. out. Oh, you're being you're, you're being a Raptor fan here now. Nah, um, nah, we, we, nah I, like listen, I'm friends with a lot of people on Raptor Twitter, but like Raptor Twitter is ridiculous about Chris Bosh. Like you got to stop. Like direct that hate at Demar Derozan. Not not at Chris Bosh. Good take. Good take. All right. Um, yeah, no, nah, I think I think C- I think we love CB differently though. Like, like we admire CB, like CB's more of the guy we would hang out and, and, and Jimmy's like the guy that you, you want to be, you know, he's like, he's like Tyler Durden in Fight Club. He's, <laughs> he's the guy you want to be. It's man. Cause like we're, we're in, what is this year three of Jimmy? Yeah. Right. And it feels like we've been with him a lot longer than two years. You know, I mean, the, the, what ruling. You know the most underrated part about getting Jimmy Butler was that he was involved in the same trade as getting rid of Hassan Whiteside. No, it was just great. That's the best well, part about him. And it was also like a fuck you to the Sixers, and nothing gets Heat fans excited like fuck you to the Sixers. You know what I mean? And like, I don't think the fan base really gave a shit about like Josh Richardson. Like, obviously, I love Josh, right? And like, people that covered Josh really liked him. But like, I think most of Heat fans are like, whatever, dude. Second round pick, he stepped out of bounds a ton. Yeah. Whether that's fair or unfair, I think it was unfair. Like in Heat fans' mind, it's like we got rid of Hassan and we got him for a second, like a dude that we drafted in the second round, who, by the way, hasn't had a good season since he left here. Yeah. So I mean, but that's every every guy that Heat get rid of. Like nobody gets better leaving Miami. Hassan's never been good again. Josh has never been good again. As much as it pains me, Justice has never looked good again. Uh, part of Justice has been injury, but like he just like straight up doesn't look. Like a basketball player, sometimes you know, tough to Kelly, bit. Kelly, oh, Kelly's the only, only one. Dude. Kelly's the only guy, <laughs> dude. Hakeem over there. They're never getting rid of another white guy. Watch, dude, he. I, I'm, I'm kind of curious as to what number he's gonna put up in Houston because my, I'm in, in uh, Detroit. Detroit. Cause my goodness, red jerseys confusing. <laughs> uh, but most guys leave here, and I mean, Dion left, career ended. Uh, James the Johnson. Only- the Never. only guy, other guy I could think of would, would be Shaq, and that's because he got healthy in Phoenix. Like Tyler Johnson, you know, never really a, a big contributor ever again. Right. Like, and, and chat, maybe you can help us. Like, if you can give a name of a dude that has left here and has been better, like, especially in recent years. I mean, even Wade, right? Leaves. Remember he that first game uh, that he played away from here, he hit like a couple threes, and everyone's like, oh, shooter. Percentage was like one of the worst. 
<laughs> Jose, Jose level five says LeBron. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't think he was ever as good as when he was here. I think, yeah, I here. think, yeah, he, he was never, he, his peak was here. He never defended again after he left Miami. He defended last year, but then he got hurt for doing it. <laughs> yeah. So this is why you don't try on defense, James Harden. I'm telling you, I'd be hard pressed. I mean, even Alonzo. It probably, you know, the only one I could, you could really make a case for, I, I could think of is Crowder. Uh, Odom. But Crowder. Crowder couldn't shoot last Crowder, year. Yeah. I, and Crowder was, Crowder was much better here. But I mean, we have examples of like dudes like Ariza coming here and like looking like, like crap or like, you know what I mean? Like Mike Miller wasn't the best shooter when he was here. I think that that went a little maybe, under the radar. Maybe Odom. Lamar. Okay. But that, I'm, but now we're going back like yeah, that's, over 20 years. You know what yeah. I mean? Like we're. Yeah, like Fez is like LeBron. LeBron regressed immensely. Um, and culture. A- Avery Bradley still hasn't played. He's been cut like <laughs> twice since he's left here. <laughs> Miami traded him. He's been cut twice. So. How, how many roster spots do the fucking Lakers have? Oh, good example. Uh, Brandon IRL says Precious. That's a, that's actually a good one. That might be, yeah. That's a good one. That, But I think that situation is just better for him. And I think that having the offseason and, tra- and a real training camp and, and some time to grow. And, and I the think- playing time. And the expectations, by the way, like yeah. this, like last season, like they were coming off a finals appearance, right? So they were expected to win. Yeah, they had no, they had no spot or playing time to play him and, and let him develop and play through his mistakes. Yeah, the Raptors can do that. They have, yeah, and he's he's probably not even going to start for them, uh, which and he'd be able to have a chance to earn to be a starter. But yeah, that's actually really that. But I mean, to put the point is, it's like the list is very little when mm-hmm. you look at a team like the Lakers, right? Ingram better when he left. Randall better when he left. Josh Hart better when he left. You know, we can go on and Lonzo better when he left. We but can go I on mean, and on and on. The difference is all, the Lakers, all those guys left super young. Mo Harkless, that's Ace, a good one. Ace 10, 195 says Mo Harkless. That's, that was a big F you to our own Tiffany Meeks. But when you're the worst player in the league, you really can only go yeah, up. Yeah, you can only go up. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, good one by Fez. Shabazz Napier. That's a good oh, one. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, that's that, a good that's one. That's one I, I don't, I still don't understand to this day why they gave up on him. Yeah, that was weird. I, I, I It felt like just like they were just bad vibes because of the whole situation. Yeah. Uh, Jose level five says Avery and Andre were going to look better. I don't think Avery's going to look good. I think that dude's kind of done. I think Andre's kind of done too. And I think Andre gave him, I think Andre gave Miami the last, the little the, the little bit left that he had. Was it like game five or game six against the Celtics that he had yeah. like three threes and he never hit a three after that? So, you know, I, my, my buddy Kev has been on the pod a couple times. Uh, love you, Kev. Love, love Kev. That, that's a homie. He's, he's a Celtic fan. And he is a, he's kind of a Warrior fan too. He's like a Celtic Warrior fan, like Warriors West Coast team. And, uh, and he's like, Andre's going to have a game in this series. And I go, Andre's not going to have a game, dude. That Andre's gone. He's like, no, no, Andre always has a game. In the playoff run, Andre always has one game. And Andre had the fucking game. And I was like, damn, you were right, dude. I'm sorry. I didn't I didn't even think he had that. And we'll never forget him for that. We'll and then forget. he sucked after that. But that's to be that's to be determined. But good transition from Andre. Yeah. Do you think there's a veteran we can, that he can pick up that can like uh, really take them to the next level? I talked about this with David Ramil on his podcast on Locked On Heat. I went on on Sunday. Check that out. David and I had a great conversation. I'm Frankie. They're gonna need, and I don't know who this person is yet, and maybe it's a guy like Thad Young if he becomes available. But they need a guy to play power forward for them. Chat saying Jabari. Not a big Jabari <laughs> guy. I have, a Jab- I have a Jabari shirt from when he was with the Bucks. It's it's the Atari symbol, but with Jabari and the Milwaukee Bucks horns. I I loved Jabari in college, uh, but uh, yeah, I don't believe in him either. Um, keep keep going. Um, they're gonna need somebody to play power forward for them because the the Markeith Morris stuff. I'm like totally not there with him. You know what I mean? Like, and again. Preseasons, preseason. You know, we gotta we gotta get at least ten games into the season to have some sort of like grasp on what he is. But I haven't seen much of anything that inspires confidence. And I gotta be honest, Frankie, I'm like a little concerned with PJ staying healthy. You know, throughout the whole regular season. And if PJ misses, and you know, by the way, that's totally fine. I mean, he's he's old. He's they gotta get him healthy for the playoffs. Like they're they're not gonna take chances if he has little nicks. They're going to sit him because they can't afford for him not to be ready when the games count. 
who are you starting on power forward if he if he goes down? Welcome, welcome, welcome. I had <laughs> great timing. Yeah. Well, I've had this concern since we signed him. And uh I love PJ. I love what he brings to the team. But at this point in his career, he's a 15 to 20 minute regular season player. And you hope he can give you 20 to 25 during the playoffs. Um, he still had a lot of juice in the playoff run. He made had a lot of a lot of great defensive plays and and he really helped uh neutralize the Suns offense in the in the finals but um in the regular season he wasn't very good and that was with Houston and with Milwaukee and I'm concerned uh for the regular season I I I do agree I would give it a little bit more on the 20 games I like the quarter of the season just to see but uh I very much think the biggest I think the backup point guard is going to be an issue if if Jimmy and Kyle miss any time um, or, you know, they get nicked up and you can't play them like they're full allotment of minutes that you would like to. But they definitely see the backup four minutes. They Even if you can get like a tweener three, four that can play up uh, against bench lineups, I think that would be a huge difference. Somebody who can uh, and ho- preferably somebody who can provide a little extra scoring off the bench, too. I'm looking at like guys who could be like at the four. Right. So like obviously, you know maybe Derek favors, but I don't think he gives you enough shooting. You know, I don't think PJ Washington will really be available. Now, Dario Saric is interesting, but again, I don't really see Phoenix parting with a guy like him and Miami won't have a lot of trade ammo. Um, you know, obviously we went through the Bailey thing, kind of, he's the, the prototype guy like Montrez Harrell. Right. I think that he's more of a fit. five too. Yeah. Like they need a dude that can really fit into what they do. I mean, maybe, they can get a Baca to play some four, but he's had some health concerns. So like, it's a lot of like bad solutions. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like none of these answers look good. Like at this point, I'd fucking take James Johnson. I mean, he's on mm-hmm. the net, but I would, you know, so it's, it's, it's I'm like, I'm, I'm like looking through lists of like power forwards and stuff like that. And it's like, what? I don't know, man. It's like, it's, it's, it's really tough. Like what Frank Kaminsky. <laughs> you know what I, mean? I mean, but look at, look at the bucks. Right, you get Bobby Portis to pop, and all of a sudden you have a dude. And by the way, like I don't think like Bobby Portis is that good. I think like people are like really exaggerating like his production. Uh, but like you just need him to like be good for a little bit of time, and you win a he's title. A, but he's he's a rotation player. Like he is a definitive rotation player, and that's what you need. You don't need a guy who's gonna be a perfect solution, who's gonna average twenty a game. You just need a guy who can give, who you can count on to give you fifteen to twenty. And once in a while, have a reliable, uh, like a good game, a really good game. So one thing, Frankie, I would I would look at really, really closely if I'm the Heat, is how sideways does Portland season go? And if Dame asks out at any point in that season, a lot of nice pieces there. You got Larry Nance Jr. You have Robert Covington. Miami can kind of, you know, move move some things around, send a pick or two to get a couple of things over there. I mean, now if you had a guy like Larry Nance or Robert Covington a lot better and i think robert Covington is like a little overrated um yeah. but at this point a little overrated is better than what they have uh, and really that's like what they need to sure up like for me i'm like they're a wing away they're mm-hmm. they're a switchy wing away from being like legitimately one of the most dangerous teams in the east i mean bonus points if that dude is like a scoring threat then i'm like we're moving into like their like co-favorites for me right Health permitting, of course. How I mean, but like that's like the you know, yeah, yeah. That no. is the big question mark, you know. Yeah, no, I agree. And a guy like like I didn't even consider that because a guy like Robert Covington would be huge. I was thinking of it briefly you today. Need, you need that season to go bad though, because they yeah. have a lot of dudes over there, and they're just never good enough. And if Dame just wakes up and says, "I'm fucking tired of this shit," and they're fire sailing, that was yeah. a lot of fun stuff there. Yeah, I was thinking about it today. That if the Heat, if it came to it and the Heat had to make like a splashy move to shore up that four spot, and let's say Victor Victor looks good, Victor looks good, and and you can count on him. Do you part with Duncan to get like a Harrison Barnes type, somebody who can really shore up that rotation spot, and you can plug and play the the last wing spot with either Tyler or a veteran or Depot or whoever? Yeah, I'm gotta- I'm strongly considering it. It, yeah, I guess, right? I mean, you know, you have, I mean, I guess I hadn't even thought of that, Frankie. I got to be honest with you, I had not even thought about like moving Duncan. But yeah, chat's like no chance. Chat, chime in, by the way. I'm really curious as to what you guys think. 
Um, yeah, like it was just a thought. Like it doesn't have to be Harrison Barnes, but like any any guy. Like I feel like that four spot. Like we're not talking about it enough because like I really like PJ Tucker, and I feel like in the playoffs he's gonna be very useful, uh, de- especially defensively. Um, but dude, you need a four. It's, I didn't even it's, I didn't even think of Duncan being the ticket to get you something. I've always looked at that as Tyler, but now Duncan allows you to do some fun salary swaps. Yeah, and yeah, but but like you need a four, bro. It's G, it's Giannis, it's KD, it's it's LeBron. If you go to get to that side of the bracket, it, you need a four. You know that young was ninth in PER. Hell yeah, for qualified power forwards. Can you bring up that stat, that famous uh, image of of that? You know, I'll, you know I'll the find, one. I'll, I'll find you it, know yeah, the yeah. one. That like you need a four. Like I like Thad. Uh, he's he's more of like an, an a piece, which would is exactly what we need. And he can play. He he can pass. He can fill in a little uh, soft role. He's he'd be a way better a way bigger upgrade over uh, Markeith. Um, and he brings playmaking off the bench. I, I would like that. Uh, are you? But even like a Rudy Gay or something like that, like some some kind. Of, not Rudy Gay specifically, but yeah, some kind of tweener guy available. like that. Yeah, he's gonna be he's gonna be unavailable to them. Yeah, um, but you need something like that to sure that up. And if if you have to go in the trade market uh, to do so, I think you ha- you you got to because this is this is a win now team. This is Thad Young. <laughs> if Look at that, um, Thaddeus Young among the great players with 800 games, average 13.5 points, 5.9 rebounds, 1.4 steals, 49% field goal percentage, 30% three point field goal percentage. Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, Michael Jordan, LeBron James, and of course. Thad Young. I mean, you can't you Go. can't have a Mount Rushmore of the NBA without without him. <laughs> One of the all-time great sports graphics. I wonder how bad it would be, like if you took off that 30%, like <laughs> how many more names that would be. You know what I wonder, Frankie? Like, did they do that as a joke? Like, did they know what they no. were doing? No, that's definitely Indiana thinking like they did something there. I want to I want to address something here because Chad is like put put Bam at the four. Bamante. That man's not a center. Quote, quote her correctly, please. Bamonte. There you go. Reveal. Shout out Giante. I I kind of want I kind of want to put it into that because I don't understand why people why Frankie can you can you make the argument for him being a four because I mean he functions as a five when Miami's are most successful is when he is at the five, he is a screener and a roller and a facilitator from the elbows. That's what centers do. He's a good uh, rebounder. He's in double figure rebound, double digit rebounding a lot of the time. Um, I, I think it would be defensively. Like he's, he's an undersized center. Like he, you would like him to be, uh, you know, six eleven, seven feet tall, but, uh, I mean, Why? I think, hold on, wait a second. Why? Like that's the prototype. That's what but I mean. Like, like prototypically. What, what is he lacking in size? Like he's a deep boy level dude, right? No, I mean, I was going to get there, but you yeah, cut oh, me off, bro. I mean, he does, but like he, what he makes up, uh, what he's missing in height, he makes up for in wingspan in vertical. Uh, <laughs> I, I think what the biggest problem is, is, is that people haven't seen the heat play with, uh, with bit with, uh, capable defenders since the finals run. So all of the, like, you, you didn't really hear this in 20, in, uh, 2020 when they were, you know, playing well defensively and he was, and he took them to the finals at the five, but last year when they couldn't rebound cause he has to come up. And they and they uh, they were getting killed on the glass. They were ki- getting killed inside. It was because th- they had nobody else. If he comes over to help, the the other guys getting the weak side uh, rebound. You know, there was nothing, he- nobody helping him on the glass, and that that was the biggest issue. Um, I think he could play with some fives, but there's very few fives you would want him to play with. I like also it- think like you lose your advantage on defense if he's not your center because you want him. Because you know, obviously, like centers are the are the primary screeners and offenses, and I think you want him in as many actions as you can. Yeah. No, but I mean, you're also getting if you take if you put him to the four, you're adding a big man. There's very few big men you're you're uh, gonna be able to add that are better shooters than a, a four. Yeah. Like you're, and, that, and less that's, switchable. Yeah, that's the that's the most uh, that's the biggest reason. Like they did it with Kelly. He did he played well with Kelly so much uh cuz Kelly was a very good shooting big man, but there's very few centers that are, uh, are that can uh shoot as well as Kelly and and play make with and the Kelly ball. wasn't even the 5 in those lineups. 
Yeah. And he would have, I mean, there were certain times he had to play the five and just box out and, and bam could hound the perimeter. I like those lineups, but like literally who are you going to play with him? It's, it's like cat cats, like the only one it's, AD, it's, maybe AD shooter. AD AD and if if we were in the bubble and he could he could finally hit threes, um, but like who else? Vooch maybe that's it. Like the list is very short. Yeah, chat saying Draymond, but even then, like I think Draymond oh. wouldn't even be the five there. You know, it'd be Bam, and they both have similar issues. Yeah, exactly. I mean, people are gonna say, well, I mean, they played with Myers Leonard, yeah, and then when the games counted, what happened? Yeah, they took him out. Yeah, they took him out. Did you see that Laker fan the other day that it was like? Uh, that said, uh, oh, we gotta, you know, we gotta, we gotta admit that the the, the Lakers would have won five <laughs> or six, even if Dragic and and um, and Bam. Bam played the whole game of uh, the series. And then this other guy goes, "The injuries helped the Heat." Listen to this: the Lakers lost in five games because they didn't game plan for guys like Kelly Olynyk. Bubble fluke. I'm sorry, dude. How down bad does your fan base have to be when you're like LeBron James and Anthony Davis could not plan for check notes. Kelly Kelly Olynyk. Frank Vogel has never coached against Kelly Olynyk famously despite you used to coach in Indiana and Kelly used to play in Boston. No, he never did did that it's well. It's just ridiculous. It's like, how down bad does your fan base have to be? Like, bro, just admit if the other team that you played was healthy. I'm not saying that, you know, if you're Laker fans, like, you can find, you can think like, well, we still would have won. Like, that's cool. Like, that's a respectable opinion. But like, bro, don't say, don't say nonsense like that. I mean, come on. I'm also trying to see what the hell uh, Kelly averaged in that finals because, like, he did. He, he blasted them one of those games. No, he did, but it wasn't anything like he was averaging like 15 or 20 Bro, or anything like that. Frankie, we covered those games together. That shit was so funny when he would like, he would pop, he would roll, and the Lakers had no fucking idea what to do with it. Here we go. There was a game he averaged, the, the, uh, game two, he scored 24 points. They lost. Game three, he scored 17. They, uh, they, won. they won. He scored four and they lost. The other game, the Heat won. They didn't. He didn't play. Oh God! Imagine if they would have scouted him, though. Imagine, Frankie. Imagine. Fucking hell! So down, bad man. Fan base. Uh, yeah. Chat. So listen, I I want Heat fans. Listen, I want to say something to the Heat fans because I have people in the chat just talking about John Collins next to Bam. Listen, let's. We're about to start the season. Let's put all this shit behind us, right? We're all Heat hell fans yeah. here. Let's put this. This is who they are. I got they some are, G. They are Bam at center with Jimmy at the three and Kyle at the one. That's what they have right now. So you can Quartet. let's let's focus our energy in how to True. maximize what they have. Let's not look at what they don't have. Right. And Frankie, listen, I think I think the the, the rebounding shit last year gets fixed so much with Kyle. Not only because Miami can play a drop, which is just gonna help them so much. I think they're going to be in rotation a lot less because their defense is just going to be better. So mm. guys are going to be in better positions to rebound. I think because on offense, because you remember, Bam was always like on the elbow doing handoffs, right? Yeah. How often have you seen Bam catch the ball in the mid block or on the low block in preseason? It's nine day. Bro, he gets the ball. And so if you're, if you're just, if you're there most of the time, Right, and Bam's all over the floor. You're going to be in better positions for offensive rebounding, which they were one of the worst teams in the league. NFL football is finally back, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find NFL tickets anymore because Tick Pick, that's T I C K. P-I-C-K is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one that you'll need for your go-to NFL tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that all those other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best price on all their NFL tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. And you know I've already used TickPick. We have the Atlanta Hawks coming into Miami to play the Dolphins. I have a friend of mine coming into town. And you know we have to have our chance to win an Atlanta sports moment meltdown live. So we got on TickPick. We got our stuff. We're ready to go. I'm excited. Now just visit TickPick.com slash HeatBeat today and use the promo code HeatBeat to save $10 off your first order on NFL tickets.
Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. So yeah. no, I think and, and PJ, PJ, Markeith, De- a full season of Deadman, Lowry. That's all, Lowry, they're they're all gonna be, uh, you know, Tyler being able to to play off those guys more. Tyler's a, a, a good rebounder for his position. Like I expect every, the whole team to do better, better Jimmy, defensively. Jimmy's not gonna be out in rotation so much, like because like Miami's defense last season, and a part of the reason why their defense was so good is because you know obviously you know Jimmy at the nail, but. I thought the biggest thing was they would put Jimmy on that corner, man. So Jimmy was that last rotation out to the shooter, which because their corner three defense, if you remember early in the season, was just awful. And they're like, okay, well, what we're going to do is when Jimmy gets back, Jimmy's going to be that guy in the corner. So he's going to come help in on those drives. He's going to dig. He's going to force that pass out. And we know he's good enough to rotate out and contest. The issue was is that now Jimmy's in rotation, and that's one less of your bigger dudes to go rebound. Yeah, and the other guy helping on the weak side was Trevor Ariza, who weighs 198 pounds. And before that, it was even worse. It was Mo Harkless or whoever the hell they had, whatever corpse they had a power forward. So Mo Harkless, uh, motherfucker. So I just think that their their team's gonna like kind of be settled in a way that those little issues that you would say like, oh, they need to play bigger, which you would be right. And also, Deadman, the backup center minutes are gonna be super solid. You're gonna have like really strong rebounding in those minutes as well, and even your third center is your seven. Who's if he has one NBA skill right now, it's his rebounding. Yeah, chat by the way is loving. I don't know if you've seen the Ben Simmons memes today. Oh God, sad Ben Simmons. I love it. I love it. And him, him practicing with his phone in his pocket. I'll put up a few. I'll put up a few in chat. I'm gonna. I'm gonna find some of the good ones. Um, Frankie, how? What if you like? You know, kind of to close out the show here, like. As a Heat fan, it must be really fun to watch the Sixers just fucking implode. God, man, you—it's my favorite because it's Doc Rivers, and nobody like it, nobody is uh, is more of an overrated coach than Doc Rivers in my eyes. He's so bad. He get he gives up. Uh, he's blown more three one leads in the playoffs than any other coach. He's constantly coaching very talented teams and and the Clippers and the Celtics and and the Philly and he can never figure out what the fuck to do. Every time every time there's a uh, one of these teams there's a fucking chemistry issue. We don't talk about that enough. The, That's a the, good point, Frankie. The Celtics fans the, the Celtics players still don't talk to Ray Allen. Uh, Chris Paul and Blake Griffin the first game they played against each other, they almost fought. They still they're not really friends. And and now you look at fucking Ben Simmons imploding with with this whole situation in one season of Doc Rivers. I'm so happy this is happening happening to him. I've been so over him since 08. He's so overrated. So, it, you know, we would have never we would have gotten rid of Doc Rivers if the fucking 2007-2008 Atlanta Hawks or Cleveland Cavaliers would have finished the goddamn job. They had they both oh, forced Randy. him to a seven fucking game in the regular in the playoffs. They they got four all this talk about all oh, the Celtics would have beaten the big three heat if they were in, ready in their prime. If the big three heat got them on a field, yes. Why am I talking like an old timey radio host? I don't know what happened. There. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. This is my Boston impression. Oh, the Miami Heat would have been lost to them, and this is this is trash. Rajon Rondo would have taken Dwayne Wade's life. All this stuff. No, absolutely not. Dwayne. They almost lost to the fucking. Atlanta Hawks of Joe Johnson, Josh Smith, and Al Horford. All right, Heat and Five, baby. That's what we remember. Fuck yeah! you, Doctor. Pull up those tweets. Let's see those Ben Simmons memes. I wanted to end the show there, but yeah, I mean, we gotta we gotta get to some of the funny ones. So uh, I have I have a few here. I'm I'm pulling up as I go. Uh, we have we have this one which I really liked. Uh, when someone says I'd rather be the Sixers, <laughs> uh, so that's. <laughs> I mean, look how sad he looks. He looks miserable. Bro, he, lo- he looks so sad. <laughs> he looks like like when your parents uh, tell you to come outside to to hang out with your family. Bro, he had his phone in his pocket too. Oh my god, bro, he's like literally. Like, I can't believe. How do you show up to work, bro? 
Like, I don't know how you show up to work. Do you think they gave him that sweater? They're like, hey, wear some gear. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> me and my kids tell me that she had a tougher in school with her laptop, iPad, and iPhone. Old timey. Uh, he just—he looks fucking miserable, dude. He's. I, listen, I saw a tweet the other day, and it was like, you know, if you, you know, you miss one joke on this app, and the timeline doesn't make sense for the next three days. God. Just... It was the red flag thing the other day. <laughs> for you, he forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. Oh God! I don't know where that. I don't know where that started. You know where did that start? I have no idea where it started. Yeah. I, I, I don't. I never get a meme origin. I just get get the meme. I'm like, all right, this is what we're doing. This we're, is fun. We're in and out. We're in and yeah. out. We're in and the, out. This is gonna last me two days, and then then we're gonna on to the next one. We're old, G. This is what happens. The lifespan of a meme is is something quite because you know after you're right after a couple of days that's it. Like if you're posting, if you're posting like the red, if you're posting the the red shirt. The red flag you're 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 that's so yesterday yeah no the only one that like really outlasted everything was the crying jordan meme that one's still funny though that was so funny because it randomly pops up and it's just fucking hilarious let me tell you when that meme was like that really popular what people well then people got creative so they would start like photoshopping a little bit of like jordan's eye yeah. on someone i like, saw that the other day i saw yeah. that the other day on on somebody one of the football teams that <laughs> lost one of them was a baseball one, like through the helmet. It's like it's yes. like the eyes creeping. One of them was the the apple on the Met. <laughs> I see that one. <laughs> like they would I, put I, it on random things. It was so. good. I'm gonna find my favorite one. We get to end the show on that because man, crying Jordan. Where did that start? Was that the Hall of Fame? Yeah, it was his Hall of Fame speech. He was crying, and then they posted it, and they then it became a meme. Fucking crying Jordan. But I, I I gotta I gotta find I gotta find the 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 meteor one. <laughs> okay, I found it. I found it. We're gonna, we're, we're, we go. Yeah, I love the meteor one, dude. I, see, I feel old. So like now, I think like the new boomer thing to do is to like like an old meme and think it's like funny. You're not a boomer though. Twitter is nothing but jokes. It could be a meteor headed to Earth, and people would put Jordan's face on Earth. That's not what it says, G. <laughs> I'm not gonna read that word. <laughs> 